Hello, everyone. Welcome to Podmas Day 6. I am so excited today. I don't know if any of you are following me on Twitter, and if you're not, you should be because Twitter is where it all goes down, right? And you can find me on uh, Twitter under Shelly Saves The. I put out a call yesterday to some of my friends online, and I said, hey, just curious if anyone might be interested in coming onto a podcast and doing an episode with me. And a whole bunch of people said yes, amazingly. And what was really cool, uh, while one of them was helping me set up my, I don't know, however you want to call this, a studio or interface, I was like, well, wait, you're here. Do you want to go ahead and do a podcast episode? And he was like, yep, but sure, why not? Let's do it. And so I want to introduce you guys to a very good friend of mine. His name is Eugene Kaplan. And I'm going to put all of his links and information down in the show notes so you can go connect with him. We started talking randomly about a whole bunch of stuff, and then we decided we kind of took a turn for just like we talked about yesterday a whole bunch of different ways to make money on YouTube I wanted to dispel the notion that you have to have a large following to be able to make a living off of YouTube and you're gonna see that that is certainly true in his case and I want to get straight into the interview with him so without further ado please stick around and listen to the interview where I interview my friend Eugene and then I will catch up with all of you at the end of the episode all right what is the general topic of your podcast? Wait, are you going to interview me on my own podcast? <laughs> I tend to do that. I tend to do that. Um, okay. So first of all, let me just say that having a podcast, so it was one of my goals to actually put out a certain amount of podcast episodes this year, and I have mm-hmm. brutally failed. And I knew personally that I could not keep up with Vlogmas, just can't do it, right? And so mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to try and do Podmas because I'm trying to learn something and I'm trying to like stretch and grow, especially in this untapped, uncharted territory. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do Podmas and I'm gonna try and do a podcast every day up and up through Christmas. And then it was going to be originally my old podcast. My ideas was you know just everything that has to do with you know building your brand online using social media for building up your business or you know your own online presence and then anything that has to do related to YouTube so that's kind of in general where I'm going with it but who knows who knows where it's going to go we're only 5 days into podmas <laughs> I I mean I can tell you right now that we've Topher and I have done 17 episodes of the glitched VR podcast and we have we've had People like Jimmy here and um, Jordan Jones and NSYNC and Molly McIsaac and Dirty Harry from one oh from 93.3. Are you seriously um, saying the members of NSYNC like the boy band? Because I would lose my mind. <laughs> that I know no, 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 uh, no. Like NerdSync. I know. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. Uh, and like, I don't know, Jake Roper from Vsauce 3. Like. We've had all these big names on our sh- podcast, and we've had under a thousand views. Isn't that crazy? Uh, I am fully expecting that no one is listening to my podcast, and it's really more of a personal journey and goal that I have for myself. So it's totally fine if. But I was also surprised today when I just put out the Twitter message. I was like, "Hey, is anyone interested?" Because I think it'd be just boring listening to me talk for twenty-five days. And all of you guys were like, "Yeah, let's do it." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be so much fun just talking with my friends." Right. Right. Oh my gosh. And if you do every single day of Podmas, you will by the end you will officially have more episodes in your show than we do of ours. And Amazing. we've been doing and we've been doing it for, God, six months. 
<laughs> Technically, my podcast is more than a year old, but my very first episode was like a 30 second long, which was like the minimum to, you know, get onto iTunes and everything because you had to have mm -hmm. one before you can submit, you know, your RSS feed or whatever. And it was yeah. literally like, this is what this podcast is. And uh, okay, thanks. And it was like literally 30 seconds. It, it shouldn't even count. <laughs> and then the other one was just me like ranting about how like everyone was whining so much about YouTube demonetization. And I was just like, I don't even care. Like seriously, if you're so upset about it and you have that few subscribers anyway, you are focused on the wrong things, man. Like, and I was so <clears throat> mad about it. And I was like, go find a million other ways to make money or more money than you would have in the $5 that you lost in AdSense. It's not that big of a deal. So I can I can honestly tell you that I've never taken up paycheck home from YouTube AdSense, but half the furniture in my living room was made through selling Instagram ads. Isn't that amazing? Right? Ugh. So people get so upset and I was just like, okay, let me just break it down for you. In my first year on YouTube, I think it took me like six months or more to even accumulate enough views to finally get paid, you know, because if you don't hit the $100, it just keeps mm -hmm. like rolling over. Yeah. And mine just kept rolling over month after month. And it's always been a goal. I was I was joking with Jason down at VidSummit of Painfully Honest Tech. I was like, my big goal is one day, one day in like some month, maybe whatever big month it is, I'm going to get paid out in the same month, not two or three months at a time, but like one month. So <laughs> one of these days. When AdSense first became a thing on my very first YouTube channel, I had started getting a little bit of a following and I was close to getting like that first $100 check. And I was like, that's amazing. I have a check coming soon, but I got money in the bank right now. What I'll do is I'll find a marketing company. Uh, this marketing company hit me up and I was like, you know, I'll give them $100. They tell me that they can you know, get me so many X views for, you know, that $100. Awesome. You know, that's how marketing works, right? That's how you grow a business. And instead, they just sent bots to my account. Oh, that's the worst. And got, and got my account deactivated. <gasps> no. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And it took me three channels later to get an actual, like, audience again. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So it seems like our conversation has kind of um, drifted off into a talk about money, which is really funny because the podcast episode that I released today, which is December 5th, was um, a bunch of ways to make money online um, with YouTube. And I was saying on this list of like maybe 10, 11, 12 different ways that you can make money, AdSense was the very last one. And it was like, please don't even like think of it as like a way to make a living. Just think of it as icing on your cake or something so maybe we should have a talk about money because i'm totally i'm totally fine with that let's <laughs> right? do it people are very funny about money like some are just gonna be completely silent and they don't want to talk about it and then some are just like let's talk about everything and i'm more of a let's talk about everything type of person good that's where you want to be transparency I is great I, I, I totally agree. I, and I'm so tired. This is just a personal rant, though, person, where so many of the people are like, oh, I can't talk to you about that. Or like, oh, that's I mean, I understand everyone's numbers are completely different. But 
Some people are just buttheads about it. I don't know. That's how I feel about it anyway. Okay, let's talk money. So should we start with the actual requirements for AdSense? But of course, so YouTube has their new monetization requirements. You got to have 4,000 hours of watch time. You have to have a, a thousand subscribers. What did you think when the new rules came out? Uh, I think it's a good thing because anybody who can't reach those very minimal numbers to begin with isn't going to be getting a paycheck anyway, right? End of sentence. That's exactly how I feel. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the truth is it does give you something to strive for. You know, it's not some 100,000 unattainable plaque. It's like, it's very attainable. You should be able to get that. And if you're serious about YouTube and you're putting out the videos and all that stuff, yeah, it shouldn't be that hard to, to hit that. I, I think when those numbers came out, we, we went back and looked at, you know, how many views we were getting on the Studio Cap'n account. We got that in 60 days prior. Yeah, like, It's really not as big a deal as like everyone was talking about, you know, and for all the people who are always like, YouTube's always tend to like screw us over and they're always, you know, and I'm like, Wow, no, they're they have, a business. Yeah, I'm like, not only are they a business, they're like profit sharing with you on their advertising, which how many other businesses are doing this? Plus they have entire channels dedicated to helping you and learning and education. And like they're trying, but there's a lot of creators and, you know, stuff to wade through. But it's not like they don't try. Of course it could be better, but I just, I, I can't get down on the same boat with all those people being so angry about it. I mean, if you look at any sort of other social platform, I don't see as a robust creator support program put in place as YouTube has. Like you don't really have the same sort of like video content coaching you to build up your presence, build up your impact as say like YouTube does. I mean, you don't have it for Twitter or Instagram or, you know, Mixer. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. I mean, and let's but, think about this. But maybe Facebook they should. just started monetizing, right? So, and Facebook has been around a long time. YouTube has been letting people into the partner program for a lot longer than Facebook has. I mean, they're trying, man. I, I got to give it to them. They're trying. So the topic of this podcast is clearly money. Uh, which way do you want to go with it? We can definitely stick with YouTube or we can talk about how users or people trying to make money through creative means should be going to other sources to bring in that advertising? You know, and I think this is a, a very interesting topic because you are a full-time, I, I don't wanna use the word YouTuber because Andrew Edwards would be so upset with us, but <laughs> you are a full-time content creator focusing a lot on YouTube slash, you know, all the other stuff that you got going yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's interesting. Yes, I am a full-time content creator, but I have never once taken a paycheck from YouTube. Yeah. yeah, no, this is exactly what I want to go after because a lot of people think and equate a high subscriber number with the ability to make money or that's the only way they're going to be able to have enough attention to be able to make a living off that. And I want to have people hear your story more because I think it's fascinating because when you look at your YouTube channel, it doesn't have the most subscribers and you've no. had opportunities that have been afforded to you like I, I want you to tell people about the awesomeness that was, you know, down at VidCon and the stuff you got to do. And I got to go visit you and the other opportunities you've gotten, like speaking, all while having a smaller following technically on YouTube. So I want you to tell your story a little bit. Okay. Um, so way before YouTube was ever a thing, um, I was working as an intern at a digital signage company called Curiosity. And during my internship, a friend of mine wrote a movie called Justice Never Reloads, a cop drama movie. And he called me up and he was like, hey, 
Uh, do you know how to do special effects? Do you know how to, like we need posters and websites and all this marketing material that we, we'd like for this movie that we're working on. Can you do that? And I was like, you know, very young still. I was looking for any chance to build up that graphic design, web design portfolio that I was trying to build at the time, hence the internship. And I went, yeah, you know, let me learn After Effects in two weeks to, you know, make a door explode off the hinges. No you know, big. let just, me, you know, yeah, yeah. A week. yeah. <laughs> I love how well, you're just like, yeah, I can do it. Oh, absolutely. Well, you need that can-do attitude if you want to do anything in life. And I really think having that attitude has, you know, really been beneficial as far as, you know, trying to achieve anything. A couple weeks later, they took a look at all the stuff I sent them and they were really impressed and they went, hey, do you want to be in the movie? And I was like, as what? And he went, oh, warehouse thug number two. <laughs> Not and number I, one. You weren't ready for that. Just number two. <laughs> no, no, no. The, so my buddy Chris Monroe, who was also uh, working on assets and stuff for them, and who was also in the same internship as me, uh, him and I, we, we agreed to be in this movie together. He was warehouse thug number one. I was warehouse. <laughs> warehouse thug number two and we got in my car for a weekend and we drove to the other side of the state uh where my buddy joey clift who's now a writer on the nerdist and he's done stuff for uh like dreamworks and he wrote like a bugs bunny cartoon and i'm just super proud of that kid's entire career uh he you know we we went there to this it's sad it was a, in a big parking garage it wasn't actually a warehouse and uh, the scene was actually just hilarious. It was, uh, they put me in these glam rock pants and I had like a wig. So I had like long hair and I was like 19 at the time. So I had like a six pack. I definitely don't now. And I had like a leather jacket with a panther on the back and they wow. gave me like, a, and they gave me like a fake knife. And my, my buddy Chris was in a no shirt and uh suspenders and a eye patch and they gave him like a giant hammer and the two like buddy cops come in with like the female cop named mahoney and the rookie cop who they named rookie cop um and you see like bad guys run up and they grab mahoney and the rookie and turn him off while the two main cops are talking and they're like hey did you notice mahoney and the rookie just got kidnapped Damn, I thought I was having a non-flashback. You're clearly in your 20s. It's weird to me, too. You know, like, it, it was clearly, like, a college film. Yeah. E even though, like, they were playing 40-year-old cops, they were, like, making fun of the fact that everybody there was, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21. Just kind of in that, like, weird age range. And so uh, fights happen, and, you know, I get a cup of coffee thrown in my face, and I hit the ground, and I start screaming, like as if a real cup of coffee had been thrown in my face. And they're like, oh, dude, are you okay? You I'm like, yeah, I'm acting. Just acting. I was like, oh, Just acting. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you you can act? I'm like, I didn't know if I could act until like that moment. And so like, oh, oh okay. Keep, well, keep doing that again. We'll, we'll refilm that. Sorry, we had to stop because we thought you were, you know, actually hurt. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, it is nice that they were concerned. Oh, absolutely. They didn't let the whole thing go through, and they're like, "Oh, oh, dude, you're not, you're not okay." Well, well, that, and I don't think they had insurance. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the yeah, yeah. Uh, but the uh, cup of coffee gets thrown on my face by this cop. Cam returns back to the cop and goes, "What a wuss! That was decaf." <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. <laughs> oh no! Excellent writing, excellent writing, and 
a couple months later, this film got done, and about a year later, it went to the Wazoo International Film Festival. And because I had worked on this project both as a actor and doing like motion design and VFX work, I got to go sit on the big panel. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And yeah, we've again, never actually talked about this. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is cool. Uh, yeah, so this is actually how I got into uh, like acting and being on camera and stuff. And so by being on this panel, um, there were people honestly interested in what we were contributing to this on-screen piece of media. And I was like, this is the greatest feeling in the world. How do I keep doing this? Is that when you decided to go to college at Evergreen or were you already doing that? No, no, no. So what happened next was I got a contract at Curiosity to be their art director for a year. Oh my God, shut up. And you're like 19. You're like, you're young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I um. The things you learn about your friends when you force them to be on podcasts with you. <laughs> so what had happened with that internship was it was two hours away from my home so i couldn't drive back and forth there every day and it was you know you wanted to put in as much time into your internship as possible you had to be there on site you couldn't do a lot of it remotely no i i didn't have a computer or the equipment i mean i'd been in college i had used all their stuff all their resources got the internship had to use all their resources and because it was so far away i slept in the lobby on their couch Monday through Friday. Shut up. That's amazing. No. This is that like move to Hollywood with $5 in your pocket type of story. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> You're going to make it work. I remember once listening to, um, I don't know if you ever watched it, but um, you know, Daft Punk. I know of them. Yes. When they put out their album, the one, um, it sounds dumb to say when they're wearing the robot helmets and stuff, but the um, the album that had Get Lucky and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. they had a particular track on there. I think he said, um, it's like, my name is George. And he was talking about his early days when he was becoming a DJ and he was trying to become known on the scene. And he would drive, you know, an hour, two hours away and end up doing a set that was maybe 15, 20 minutes at some nightclub at like the last slot of the night. But he would mm -hmm. be sleeping in his car all the time. And he's like, those are the things that you do when you're passionate about trying to do more of what you love. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. After the internship um, and after my, my year as an art director, I had a really cool conversa conversation with a... Uh, I don't want to say childhood friend, um, but a guy who I was in Boy Scouts with as a kid uh, named Benji Travis. Oh, from Video Influencer. <laughs> yeah, from Video Influencer. You know, yeah. they were mentioned in two of my episodes. One as like books that you should read if you're kind of mm -hmm. becoming a YouTuber with um, YouTube secrets, as well as maybe channels to check out if you're an up and coming YouTuber. So I mentioned them twice. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I've I've known Benji and Judy ever since they like started their YouTube journey. I was actually at their house uh, this last week. Um, Google gave them a 180 camera. And they needed me to come over and show them how to use it. I am not even like surprised to hear you say that because literally if anyone who's listening to this podcast, it was totally Eugene who helped me set it up so that I could record it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am tech support basically for all my bigger influencer friends. <laughs> and you know, that is funny because I said one of the ways that you can make money um, is you could become um, an intern for a larger 
channel where you could even be doing things that you're already good at and helping them with that maybe they're overwhelmed with, helping them with thumbnails or editing or tech support, any of that stuff. And you could be doing that and learning at the same time. Yeah. Or you can, you know, set up something like uh, Clarify. What is Clarify? Oh, so you can actually, so Clarify is basically a calling service. So if you need to speak with a um, executive of a company to like get their feedback on a specific product or help with, um, I don't know, what, whatever you might need help with. Maybe like, say you were a, a YouTube certified <laughs> person of interest and somebody went, hey, I really need help with my YouTube channel. Uh, who, who do I know that's, you know, certified, you can go on there, you can go YouTube certified influencer and, you know, you can set up a meeting with them. You know what? I and, think I just and, got an email about a service like that, about setting up something like that. Exactly. Where they're like, you can answer the people's questions. You can set up video Skype calls. You can do any of this stuff. And I, I bookmarked it for a go back and look at this later. That sounds maybe... Exactly like what you're talking about, actually. I, I would not be surprised if it was the same thing, actually. I would be surprised, too, if it, you know. <laughs> uh, I was just shown it yesterday, and then I signed up, and I got approved this morning. That's amazing. Okay, I'm yeah. kind of curious because I literally just got the email a couple days ago. I wonder if they, they hit us both up in the same time. Hmm. Might be. Maybe. Okay. Uh, and then you can set, like, your hourly rate. So say you charge $200 an hour and their, you know, their phone call was, you know, 37 minutes and then whatever that equates to, to your hourly, that's how much you get paid or that's how much they'll pay you. That's so cool. Yeah. I was saying that you could try and set up something even like on Teachify or through Patreon or all of these other ways to make money besides AdSense. Now we haven't even touched the surface on the, the thing I want to talk to you about you got flown down to VidCon and you got to do something extremely, extremely cool. And I want you to tell people about that. We're going to be like so over on time. But, you know, I, if you have a minute, tell people about this because it's so cool. So my real claim to fame as far as anything goes is I created and sold the first NVR talk show in virtual reality talk show to ever be ordered by a network. I created it and, you know, I... After we did one season on Altspace, Altspace went under financially, and High Fidelity reached out and was like, hey, can we order a season from you? And we're like, nobody's ever ordered a season of a in, in VR anything. Mm -hmm. So we were like, oh, okay. I mean, we weren't the first uh, VR talk show that actually goes to uh, – it's like this show on VR chat. And then there was also like the Woo show that only had like four episodes. But and then you say, show me the money? Well, they were like, hey, we really want you to do your show on our platform. We're like, yeah, but it with Altspace, we're able to just plug and play everything with your platform. We need like 60 days to build everything out. We just don't have the time or money to do that. And they're like, well, what if we order like a full season from you? What if we order six episodes and, you know, you bring on your celebrity friends and you, you know, do the show from inside our platform? You had some awesome stars. Tell them yeah, who yeah. you had, like including uh, I, Justine. Yeah, we did have I, Justine. That is so uh, The podcast had, so after it being an NVR talk show, we turned into a podcast where we've had pop star Jordan Jones. We'd have uh, Jake Roper from Vsauce 3. We had Andrew Edwards. 
Wizards, mm-hmm. um, Barnacles Nerdgasm. We were trying to get Roberto Blake, but we had some scheduling issues. But, you know, it's it's been like a continuous journey of like finding all these amazing influencers who are like, yeah, I, I do podcasts and collabs all the time. This is something new. Completely. Like this. Yeah. And so anytime we get like an influencer coming on the show, I have to spend a day to t- three days building an avatar that looks just like them for them to use on the show. Well, it's so cool how you did that. But tell them about the opportunity that you got at VidCon. Oh, so what happened at VidCon was we got sponsored to go and we were part of a room full of VR companies. And we got to run our podcast, Glitched, a VR podcast, while supporting this sponsorship that we ended up getting. And I think that's actually just so neat. It's so cool to hear about all these different opportunities that you get when people look at your channel and they're like, but you don't even have X amount of subscribers, you know? And you're like, yeah, screw that. I I got flown down to VidCon and treated at the hotel where like Rosanna Pancino is and all the big stars. And like, (laughs) I mean, it was pretty cool. In the last year, I've been flown, or the last like year and a half, I've been flown down to TwitchCon twice, VidCon, and I was a headliner at VRLA. Right, you've been so and, busy. And, and my YouTube channel has 5,000. Right? It's amazing. So you don't have to have 1 million subscribers to be able to be a full-time YouTuber, online content creator. And Eugene's just living proof of that. But you've got yeah. your hands in a lot of different buckets. You've got your VR talk show. I want you to talk a little bit about the, um, how did you become like the face of like all of these stock photography VR sites? I mean, just this little fun experiment that you and your girlfriend were doing. I think it's hilarious and you're everywhere. Yeah. So one of the things about me is I try a lot of things very, very fast and if it fails, it fails. And if it takes off, it's, you know, that one in 20 that, you know, will actually get you somewhere. But if you don't try, you will never see any sort of success, right? I just hope this goes to show to anyone listening, because so many people are only focused on if I just get X amount of subscribers, X amount of subscribers, then that's when I'm going to get the brand deals. That's when I'm going to get, you know, the sweet, sweet AdSense revenue. And I think you are just a huge living proof, like a walking billboard that like, you don't need AdSense. You don't need a million subscribers to be making a full-time living off of YouTube. No, I sold my first show, like legit show, with 1,600 subs. That's it. I know, it's like mind blown, right? Like, phew. Like, I, I know people with three, 400,000 subscribers who can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not about, you know, your subscribers. It's what you can offer these companies in exchange for their marketing dollar. That's what it really comes down to. I think that's the perfect way to end it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. That's just a knowledge drop. I loved it. Anything My you want to say to the people? Let me let me let me think of Let's some marinate on that for a second. I know it's a yeah, hard yeah, one and let, I threw it right at you. Just keep trying. Try as many things as you can. See what you like. And if it feels like it's worth going after, put in the time. I think that's a really good point. You know, when you listen to like Gary Vee and he's always talking about where do I put myself out online or something like that? And he's like, Mm -hmm. don't be an idiot. You put yourself everywhere because, you know, you never know when something's going to blow up and be the next whatever and you want to be part of it or you got to taste it. You got to see if you like it or see if you absolutely hate it. But you got to be everywhere. You got to try it all. Exactly. Exactly. Where can the people find you if they want to find more about you? Um, You can search my name, Cap'n Design. That's like my official moniker. 
uh, or go to the YouTube channel Studio Cap'n. Awesome. And I'm going to put all of your links in the show notes. So anyone who wants to hang out with you more, they can just click on, on your link. Yeah. And if you guys need help, I do a free show called Social Media Help Desk every Wednesday from 6 to 7 o'clock on Mixer, Pacific Standard Time. I love that you do that, by the way. And I've seen the little clips that you put on Facebook. I think it's awesome. Oh, my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's going to wrap it up for today's Podmas episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed our time together, I would love it if you gave a five-star review on whatever listening platform you are tuning in from. I do not take our time together for granted. I know you could be anywhere and listening to anyone and you chose to spend your time with me and I really appreciate that. I will see you in a Podmas episode very soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.